opposite parts of the country, and we're inviting you to listen in on our conversation about everything from money and manifesting to dating and big life changes. We'll offer two different perspectives to help you navigate whatever it is you're going through. Because we've likely been there, done that, or are going through it too. Whether you have a sister or not, you'll either relate or feel like you do as you listen in each week to new episodes. So welcome to Go Call Your Sister. Let's have some fun. Welcome to episode nine of Go Call Your Sister. We are so happy to have you listening today. I am very delirious. Is anyone out there with me? It's the day after Christmas. We're confused. Guys, I've been like crying for the past 10 minutes over this meme that I saw on Instagram. It says December 1st to the 26th, festive. December 27th to the 31st, confused, (laughs) full of cheese, (laughs) unsure of the day of the week. Definitely full of cheese around here. We are really resonating with that. But we're really excited to have you guys listening for episode nine. We're doing a solo episode again. We're doing Ask Me Anything. We got some great questions and we are excited to answer them. Yes. So before we get into our Ask Us Anything episode, let's cover our holiday season. Let's do a little Christmas week recap and Mm -hmm. talk about our highs and lows and all that good stuff. Allie, would you like to kick us off? I feel like this week has been, it's felt so long. We've done so much in a week. Christmas has felt about 900 years <laughs> long and also 20 minutes at the same time. I don't know if anyone will It's crazy that this time last that way. week we were in Denver. Yeah. The whole month of December has been like a fever dream for me. I've been, which I'm really grateful. I've got to do a bunch of cool things, but I just feel like I've been on the go. I'm getting ready I'm getting ready to leave tomorrow to go to Greenville, South Carolina for a debutante ball, and I still haven't packed. Allie just came to my room and was like, have you packed? And I was like, no, not at all. Maria's done nothing all day except (laughs) nap three times. (laughs) I took three naps today. Well, Denver was amazing. Yeah. If you have never been to Denver during the holidays, you're missing out because it is festive AF. So beautiful. So many lights. So many fun Christmas things to do. Yeah. If you are listening to this and you are considering like moving soon, like you're graduating or something, look into jobs in the Denver area because Denver is such a beautiful place. I would literally love to live there. It is so festive. It is so happy. It was such a fun place to spend like pre-Christmas. It honestly reminds me a lot of Nashville. I actually wanted to move to Denver like a year ago, but then I got a new job, so I stayed. But it reminds me a lot of Nashville because it's like a city of neighborhoods. There are so many different neighborhoods in Denver, and each one is very different. Yeah, but you have to be okay being cold, and that's kind of like where... Yeah, that gets tough for us. Yeah, that's where we kind of dip out a little bit because I'm obviously like a beach person and we actually got really lucky and had really good weather while we were in Denver but I mean it was pretty cold at night yeah at night it got cold but during the day it was nice it was like in the 60s and people were like talking all about how like they were having amazing weather so I really couldn't understand (laughs) what the bad weather would be like because it was really cold still at night but yeah, the lights were amazing. We stayed at this really cool hotel called the Catbird Hotel. Mm-hmm. If you're ever there, you should check it out. I actually – so my friend Kinsey lives in Denver, and she was actually in Nashville right before I left to go. And so she told me that we could stay in her place while she was in Nashville. And so she just brought me her keys to Nashville. And, of course, I realized on the plane the next morning on the way to Denver that I had left the key 
at my house. Yeah, so I pick up Allie from the airport, and she gets in the car, and the first thing she says is like, I have something to tell you. And, and like, I forgot what a year we've had. Yeah, so. we've had a really crazy year of a lot of like kind of crazy things happening to us. So I was just like bracing myself for the absolute worst. But she was just like I a lot of the- crazy family stuff. Yeah. She was like, I left the key. And I was like, OK, that's fine. We're chilling. But it ended up working out. We got on hotels tonight. Yeah. We found this cool hotel, stayed there. It was it was great. It was a whirlwind trip. We were there for like, what, 72 hours. I was there for a full week. Yeah. I went Tuesday to Tuesday. So that was like kind of crazy. I did a tour of so many different parts of Colorado. I was in a cabin. I was skiing. I was in Denver. It was a lot, but it was fun. Speaking of when I was on the flight, before I had texted Bird, I was like, I'm manifesting a first class upgrade. And so I sent her that on the way there. I didn't get it on the way there. But then on the way back, we did. And we got to ride in first class together. Yeah. That was really fun. That was cool. A lot of things on the trip just kind of worked out. Yeah. We got lucky. Yeah. Okay. So back to our week of Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I think my high was – I mean, this week has been a high. Our trip to Denver was a high for me. It was great. I feel high right now because I'm just so tired. (laughs) We're in a high. Um, We talked about having a sober holiday for Thanksgiving – um, my mom and my brother are both in recovery, and this is our second holiday that we was, did sober. It was great. We made mocktails. Yeah. We played games. We we've quickly found that like each holiday, honestly, is elevated that we spend sober together. Christmas was really great too. Yeah, it was, it was um, great, and it's really fun to form like new traditions each year. Now that we kind of. A lot of things we used to do, we don't do anymore. So we're coming up with new things. And yeah, I think the whole week as a whole was high. Mine was just like being all together. Mm-hmm. The five of us is always like my favorite thing when everyone's home. So, And we had a crystal themed Christmas. We yes. Got, we got crystal books. We yes. got crystals from our brother. Bird gave me a really cool water bottle that's crystal infused. Um, so I spoke some intentions into my water bottle. <laughs> yeah, I found this water bottle for Allie on Amazon. We're going to link it um, in this episode. But it's by a company called Nova. And it is a water bottle that infuses your water with crystals of your choice. So I think they have like rose quartz, amethyst. So I have rose quartz. Yeah, and I also got myself one because I, of course, had to have it as well. But yeah, we got a lot of crystal. Out of it right now. Yeah, Allie's currently drinking out of it and making a lot of noise. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so we had a lot of really fun crystal presents this yeah. year. We kind of had a low key Christmas. I talked about this on my Instagram story today, but like, you know, you're an adult when your favorite gift is a like tool, like a life tool. And honestly, my favorite gift I got was this um, sleep mask from Tempur Pedic. And I think it's just going to change my life in Hawaii because my room is so bright. I literally never sleep in. And now I have this wonderful sleep mask. I will, we will also link the sleep mask because it's a game changer. And so that was honestly probably my favorite gift aside from like our crystal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And then I don't know if we have – what's our lows for the week? I guess my low is I kind of came back with this cold. I don't know. It's not COVID, thankfully. Oh, I did have a little um, episode in Denver, which I would say would be my low. <laughs> Do you guys know like when you're just, you know, going through your day and you wake up and it's just like not your day? Like Bird has travel PTSD. Yeah. Oh no, no. This was a different episode. Okay. (laughs) Now that you bring that up. Um, yeah. So I had two different meltdowns on my Denver trip. The first one was I do have some travel PTSD slash 
possibly travel anxiety. I've just had a lot of like really traumatic travel days, like being left in the airport, not like by my family, but like <laughs> the plane leaves me, my ticket gets Missing canceled, flights. my bags are gone. Yeah. So in Denver, there were some flight complications and I thought I was going to be stranded in the Denver airport by myself for like a really long time, which ended up being only an hour more than I was supposed to be by myself. Like I was landing two hours before this other person who was coming mm-hmm. and there was issues with his flight. So ended up being that he got a new flight. So he literally came an hour later, but in like 30 minutes of uncertainty about his next flight, I was like bawling my eyes out, running around the airport, like hysterically sobbing because I have this sensitivity to travel. And um, luckily, shout out to the Ole Miss ski trip that was occurring. And I ran into like a lot of people in the airport that I knew. So like I was just like in the airport, you know, bawling, crying, thinking that I was like alone. No one knew who, no one knew me there. It was a safe space to like completely lose it. But I ended up running into a lot of people I knew and getting multiple messages on Instagram from people being like, hey, I saw you crying in the airport. I saw you running around crying in the airport. So that was humbling, but a uh, shout out to everyone who was worried for me. She made it. Yeah, it I was actually out. shocked that we had such great travel luck. Yeah, together because Bird always has the worst travel luck. Yeah, and my second breakdown was when Allie and I were together, and I just had this day that, like, you know, you wake up and you think to yourself, like, this is not my day. Like, your hair doesn't look good, your makeup doesn't look good, your outfit doesn't look good. That was how I felt this one day, and so. <laughs> I tried to make it better by <laughs> so bird is like mastering the short hair i personally think that you look better with short hair than long hair i yeah, love the short so hair so i'm dealing but, with having short hair right now and it's yeah, like a little it's bit, a learning curve a little bit like different because i cut a little bit more off and i'm kind of going back and forth about like if i like it whatever so i was trying to make it better by putting some beachy waves <laughs> in <laughs> it did not work it actually backfired Allie. because she looks like a mushroom <laughs> Allie, I told Allie, I was like, Allie, I'm so tired of wearing my hair straight. Because that's one of the issues I'm facing. Like, I can't curl my hair the way I used to with it being this short because it looks like a mushroom when it's curled. (laughs) Allie was like, let me curl it. Like, I can curl it. I'm going to do it for you. And so she gets, like, halfway done. I was in too deep. (laughs) I couldn't stop. She was in way too deep. And there was, like, no going back. So it was like the kind of thing you just have to go forward and it looked so bad. It looked like I had been attacked. It was so ugly. No offense, Allie. She did such a bad job. I was trying my best. She, okay. I've never had short hair. I don't know how to work it. She was throwing in like five different curling techniques into this. She was doing like beachy waves, a crypt look, and a ringlet. Beachy waves, a look, crypt look. I was just look. throwing shit at the wall. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, and so like I felt the tears forming. I felt them as well. And I had to ask Allie to excuse herself from the bathroom so that I could cry. So anyways, it was just like one of those days where you woke up and you feel off. And I think that happens to like a lot of people. And but you got it back together. But I got, and I got it back together. Having had a great, a great day. day. Yeah. I think we should do like a Denver guide at some point. Yeah. Um, because we honestly, we saw so much in the span of three days. Like we really packed it in, but that's like how we travel. Yeah. If you ever want to be completely exhausted <laughs> to the point of just like 
mental and physical exhaustion and come on a trip with us. Which is probably why we came home with a cold. <laughs> yeah, like we run so hard on vacations. They're not even like we need a vacation after a vacation. Yeah, we because we get somewhere and we want to utilize every minute and we want to see as many things as our eyes can possibly see. For example, the first part of our trip, I was not with Allie. Let I was just with- say that this stems from our mother who used to tell us as children that we could sleep when we're dead. Yeah. Like the first part of my trip, I was with someone that wasn't Allie. And this person was like not accustomed to like doing so many activities on a trip because I don't know who, who would be other than like our family. And there was one day where I was so tired that I wanted to like pass out, but I really wanted to go snowmobiling. And this person was like, just take a nap just go take a nap and it like my body was like rejecting the nap so I probably do need to get better about resting on trips but um let's talk about some things that we're excited about because I feel like we were talking about Denver for like a long time being excited about it yeah well I am very excited about our New Year's Eve in New Orleans and going to the Revivalists I know you are too and I'm honestly really excited for New Year's Eve. I'm a big New Year's person. Yeah. I love a fresh start. New Year's is like one of my favorite holidays. Yeah. And I feel like it gets a bad rap sometimes. But Why? I don't know. Like people are always like, it's so disappointing. Like. Oh, no. I love it. I think I it's love like. New I love the chance to start over. Yeah. It's such a good way to start fresh. A lot of the questions we got today were about like starting fresh and like new yeah. New Year's resolutions and stuff. So I'm excited to cover that. But yeah, we're going to New Orleans. We're going to see the Revivalists on New Year's Eve, which I'm really excited about. And. Just another chance to be with all of y'all before I go back to Hawaii. Ugh, I know. I'm I not can't believe that. that my like time at home is coming to an end. Because I've been I'm at sad. home since November 16th. It's kind of like weird when you leave again. Yeah. I like am like kind of worried about readjusting a little bit, but I feel like that's just part of the new year. It's like people start new things. Right. Readjust. I'm just gonna have to come visit you again. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Let's jump into our Ask Us Anything episode. All right. Hit me with question number one. Well, let me preface with this. So we put a question box on our Instagram today on mine and Allie's and Go Call Your Sister to get some questions that you guys want to hear because a lot of our episodes are like interviews, which we love, but we like to talk with you guys. We wanted to keep it low key since it's Keep this episode low key. Post-Christmas. We're all in the confused full Full of cheese. cheese. (laughs) So. We're going to jump into some questions that you guys want to ask. All right. Hit me okay. with number one. First question is something we get quite often, and I think we're going to do an episode dedicated oh, to we're definitely solely to this, this, but we can cover it a little bit now. It's dating in your 20s. What's the question? Okay. Yeah. So how would you compare dating on opposite ends of your 20s? So your early 20s versus your later 20s. Ooh, that's a good one. And we can offer some good insight for that. Yeah, definitely want to do a full episode on this. Yeah, we're definitely doing a dating episode, so stay tuned. I have a lot of tea to spill. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think that after your early 20s, it's the first time that you're not in college and, you know, it's so easy to meet people in college. But then when you're in your 20s, like you move to a new city and like it's a lot harder. It's kind of like the first time that you might actually go on a date with someone that no one knows, you know, like someone that you might actually meet that none of your friends have ever met before. That's something that I've experienced in Hawaii a lot, especially like obviously being in Hawaii is that the boys that like I've gone on dates with and that I like like or talk to, no one has ever remotely met them ever in their (laughs) life. Right. And it's so crazy because at Ole Miss, like, you would go out with guys or even, like, guys who went to other schools. At least someone knew them. Like, you had friends of friends, whatever. 
and it's just an interesting like very unique situation because you have to kind of for the first time ever figure out who they are on your own yeah that's kind of like a little bit nerve-wracking yeah so I think in your early 20s it's like you know you hang out with people you meet their friends of friends and like that's an easy way to meet people but it is hard like when you move to a new city or Mm -hmm. like you don't know I mean you obviously don't know as many people as you did in college but I actually resisted like dating apps for a long time I just didn't want to do it I don't really do it now um I did for a little bit and I actually like had a really cool experience on one I met some guy that was friends with Leon Bridges and he invited us to this like awesome concert but that's a different story but it is a good way to like meet people and just get out there and um, especially if you're in a city where you don't know that many people but in your later 20s you really have to like set time to date it's like a full-time job because you know, we get so busy and kind of caught up in our day to day and like our circle of friends. And I've been traveling a lot this year. So like I haven't been in Nashville except for two weekends this fall. So you really have to like set time aside to be like, okay, I'm going to like text this person back or I'm actually going to like follow up on these plans that we made and, Mm -hmm. you know, make an effort to kind of expand your circle. Because if not, you just kind of get into the routine of being around the same people doing the same thing. And also something that my friends and I have talked about doing is starting new hobbies, things that like guys that you want to date are doing, you know, like go hiking or go whitewater rafting or go do something that someone that you want to meet would be doing because they're probably not at a spa or like getting their nails done, which is like stuff that we like to do together, but kind of expanding your hobbies. Yeah. I feel like it's really hard to put a label on like what dating is because I think every experience is so unique to like yourself and the ways I've met guys sometimes are so bizarre like it's like when you aren't yes. focused on meeting someone that's when you end up meeting 100%. someone which I has always, happened to me a lot like I feel like you really meet people when you're not trying to yeah I think for me every time I've met someone who I've really liked they've come into my life in a really unexpected way and unexpected time like I wasn't really seeking it out and so I think that just shows that when you're focused on yourself, good people and things come into your life. Not that everyone has ever come into my life that I've liked was good. I'm not saying that. But when you like someone, they kind of come in when you're mm-hmm. like not forcing it. I've also done dating apps before, especially in Hawaii, because we like didn't really know a lot of people. And honestly, I met a lot of cool guys and a lot of our friends like met through dating app. Not that you necessarily start like dating them and marry them, but like they kind of become like your friends and you run around the same circle. So like, and you never know who their friends might be. I think dating apps are really just a good way to make connections. Yeah. hundred percent. So yeah, but we're going to do a full episode about dating. I would say to sum it up, it happens when you least expect it. Trust your intuition because if you meet someone and you get creeper vibes, just trust yourself. Yeah. And just be sure to like heal from past relationships too before jumping into something Yeah. in your 20s because I feel like when you just jump from thing to thing to thing, you're never like learning from the past relationship. You really need to take time for yourself and be like, okay, what did I like about this person? What did I not yeah. like? And kind of move forward that way because if you're just constantly bouncing from one one person to the next, then you don't really have that reflection time. Yeah, and it's okay if a past relationship takes you like a little bit longer to get over, I think. Oh, a thousand like, I feel percent. like people think it needs to be like a time frame and I don't really think that's true. Mm-hmm. So next question, celebrity crush. I think we should say our childhood childhood celebrity crush and our current celebrity crush. Okay. And I will start. My childhood celebrity crush, without a shadow of a doubt, was Taylor Lautner. 
aka (laughs) Jacob from Twilight. Honestly, still is my celebrity crush. And he's actually marrying, he just got engaged to a girl who's not famous. I think she's a nurse. Her name is also Taylor. So she's going to be Taylor Lautner, which I think is very interesting. Um, So am I bitter that that could have been me? Absolutely. What happened to him? Nothing happened to him. He just fell in love with a regular girl. And it could have been me. He hasn't been in anything in a while. Yeah, he's retired. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I love him. Like, I never want anyone to put any disrespect on Taylor Lautner's name. Second, my current celebrity crush, I would say I have many. But honestly, my always go-to is ASAP Rocky. He is my celebrity crush forever. I love him. What about you, Allie? Okay, my childhood celebrity crush was Nick Jonas. Really? That's so embarrassing. Why? I just don't think the Jonas Brothers are cute. But Well, it's I did you. when I was in seventh yeah, grade. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, and now I think, okay, so physically my celebrity crushes, I'm obsessed with Casey from Yellowstone. If you guys are into that, we are. And Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. I know that's an old one. And also the dad from This Is Us. I think they're all very attractive. Milo something. Yeah. Ventana. I don't know. Whatever. Um, they all kind of had that same like long hair, yeah. kind of manly man look. So clearly, me and Allie do not have the same. No, type. we have opposite types um, actually. Yeah. But my personality crush. Oh my god! Is- <laughs> Guys, this is why these kind of things that work with Allie. She's like <laughs> personality, spiritually, my spiritual crush is. Okay, go. Personality crush is. Vince Vaughn. Uh, Vince Vaughn and Ryan Reynolds. I'm not attracted oh to Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> you just listed 10 people and I only said two. I mean, I could keep going. I just too. love the relationship that going. Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively have. And I just think that Vince Vaughn is like funny, tall. Okay. All right. Moving I'm, on. I'm Next question. There. Best way to handle a fight when doing long distance. So I don't know if this is referring to like a fight within siblings and family or like a significant other. We've both dated people that lived very far away. So we could answer that. Yeah. I guess we could do both. We can do okay. how to, how we handle it. Like if say if it was me and you and then how we handle it. We don't really it was fight like, though. Yeah. Me we and just, Allie don't really fight. Especially, each other. especially when we're not together. Cause we'll like sometimes maybe bicker when we're like together. But like when I'm in Hawaii, I feel like we don't really know. We get frustrated, like, there for sure have been sometimes. And honestly, like, for me personally, my best way to get over, like, an argument if I'm, like, frustrated at Allie or something is just to hang up. Al- okay, Allie <laughs> does have one fatal flaw. She actually has many, but one of them is – Oh, that's so rude. One of Allie's fatal flaws is that she just – Many? Okay, one of them is that she will just hang up on you. Like, yeah. mid-combo, she's done. She's hanging up oh, over yeah. it. Y'all, and I find myself doing it too. And I, I kinda... used to love a flip phone because I would flip that shit close like that. Yeah, like Allie, like if you're like having an uncomfortable or maybe like kind of annoyed conversation, Allie will just, if she's done with it, she's hangs up. And like, <laughs> I'm like that in real life too. Like if I'm done with the conversation, I just walk away. If as annoying as it is, it does kind of help me though, because like if we're in an argument, we'll just kind of like end the conversation there feel the feelings and like get over it yeah and then like i'll get a call from her like either the next few hours or the next day and we'll just kind of like or we'll just call each other and talk about something and just pick up as if nothing ever happened <laughs> and we never got in an argument and she never hung up <laughs> so for us we just kind of like let time fix yeah. it um a relationship oh gosh say the same thing i'm like such a ghoster which i'm sure people will probably say would be a red flag of mine but like I have no issues just, like, never speaking to someone again. 
I don't know if that goes into how to handle it. Honestly, that's not same. a good that's Honestly, not a same. good fix. I can ghost the shit out of someone. Yeah, like that sounds terrible. Yeah. So like if I'm in a fight and I feel like someone's like sucking a lot of my energy out and I know I don't want to talk to them again, I literally just won't talk to them ever again. I am a world class ignorer. Yeah. I can ignore someone so well. But this is not helpful. No, <laughs> like this, this is not helpful advice. I okay. think the best way is to Discuss. give yourself the space. Like yeah. hang up. You don't have to hang up on them, but you could say, you know what, I need some space. I'm gonna end the conversation. And then just take the time and then come back when you're in a yeah, better space. Revisit it. Cause I think nothing's ever resolved in like a moment of anger no. or emotion. So if you can just give yourself time to like feel it and process it and really figure out what you want to say, that's when you can start having like a good, healthy It's okay to shut it down. And yeah. I don't know if you're like this, but whenever I'm like in a fight with someone, I get out my notes section on my phone and like yeah. type everything that I want to say to them. Yeah. It, help, it makes me feel better. It, if my notes app on my phone could talk, it would be screaming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I honestly am not a fighter though. Like I really don't even have the energy to fight with people a lot of the time. I haven't been in a long distance relationship in like quite yeah, a while. It's been a minute. Okay. What to do when you're in a funk and you want a reset? And this is a good question because we often get in funks. Like I think our first three episodes were like, we were in a funk this week. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, this- I have a good answer for that. Okay. I think when I'm in a funk, the way that I get out of it is to move and change my surroundings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I'm in the middle of the day and I've hit a wall or I'm in a funk, I immediately take a walk. It helps me just change up my energy when I move and then also change your scenery. Like if you've been doing the same walk every day for the past week, go find another place to walk. If you are uninspired, take a trip, plan a trip, go see something, something different. Yeah. I think that when I'm in a funk, I kind of operate in a similar way. Change. I think getting outside Mm -hmm. and doing something active is the most important thing that you can do. Endorphins are so much more powerful than I think we realize. Also, like something that I've always loved is finding something to be excited about because yeah. when I'm excited, I'm operating at such a higher vibration than like I obviously am in this funk. So I just kind of start to plan things. That, like, for example, when I was in a funk in Hawaii, I like would plan like really fun days too with my friends and like things to look forward to, things that actually brought me joy so I could like look forward to them. And I'm a people person. So like, if I'm around people, mm-hmm. I'm automatically like kind of elevated through yeah. that. But also I think understanding that it's okay to be in a funk. Like people think, oh, like I'm in a funk. I have to get out of it immediately. Sometimes our bodies put us in a funk because we need like to rest or reset and that's okay. Mm -hmm. So remembering that helps me a lot too. Yeah. I think planning something fun to do. Meditating. Meditating. Planning something fun to do with people that you enjoy being around is also really good because I have a tendency to kind of retreat into myself when I have a funk but or when I'm in a funk. But getting myself out of that, you know, it's helpful to be around people that – make me happy and doing something fun exactly okay question number five what are your skincare products and skincare routines so maybe some skincare favorites i get this question a lot on instagram and i don't think i've ever answered it because i am constantly kind of like adding new things and taking them out and i like really have to use a product for a long time until i can vouch that it's like something that i like you know Mm -hmm. but i have had a consistent baseline routine since sixth grade that I've never ever changed and that is that I use Rodin and Field and I used I used the purple regiment for a long time and now I like graduated to the green because I guess I'm getting you're old. an RNF success story yeah I really <laughs> am like if you if you know anyone that sells Rodin and Field or you like <laughs> use it I 
am an OG ride or die road and field user. Like I used, I started using the skincare products in sixth grade and I kind of started to get acne and y'all like, I'm not trying to jinx myself, but I've really never had major skincare, like skin issues. Yeah. And I swear it's because of Ronan Field. Like I swear a hundred percent. That's why. Like, maybe, maybe you can be on one of those infomercials. I would love to be on an infomercial. <laughs> I would love to be on an infomercial and talk about how it has changed my life because it really has like controlled my like acne and breakouts. But I have implemented new things like as I've gotten older and there's so many new things like retinol and all these things that I've started to use. Yeah. So I would say like my other things, um, Dr. Zenobia, the peptide moisturizer, I would die for it. I love it. It smells so good. It's so good for my face. And then other than that, that's kind of all. I use the Ronin Field, the whole green regiment, whatever it is. And then Dr. Zenobia, those are two of my favorites. I love skincare. That's the number one thing I spend money on. But I kind of do a mix of high and low. Like for my cleanser, I do CeraVe, the foaming cleanser. I love it. And then I think that something you should spend money on is vitamin C. And you should start doing vitamin C in your early 20s because it helps you prevent dark spots, wrinkles. It just keeps your skin looking bright. I like the SkinCeuticals version. I There's also a really great one I found. It's a Canadian brand on Amazon. I'll link it. It's not that expensive, but it's really, really good. I also like the Rene Rulio vitamin C and E cream. And then also I love a water cream. Neutrogena makes a really great one. It's in that little blue jar. I use that a lot. Laneige, they make the lip mask, but the the facial, the water cream is also amazing. Um, I also use the New Face. <laughs> See, you're laughing at me, but I'm, I seriously love this stuff. Has, I'm like, yeah, Ronan Field and maybe a moisturizer. And Allie's like, okay, here's my 30 products. I love a 30-step routine. I don't care. But the new face is really cool. It's like this laser. And I don't know if it's a laser or what it is, but it's like it uses like electromagnetic currents. And it helps contour your face and prevent wrinkles. It's really cool. Highly recommend. Um. And then also... <laughs> Oh my god. What else? <laughs> I actually did have <laughs> Shut up. I actually did have an issue with acne in my mid twenties. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I did. Why is this funny? I, just, I feel like we're in a sermon. <laughs> Ali skincare and you guys I know you can't see this, but we've been like Kind of like as we've gone through this question, we're like, okay, kind of wrap it up. Like, these are taking a while. And like, Allie's like, <laughs> maybe I just need to do a whole episode okay. on this. Yeah, we'll do a skincare episode. But obviously. I just want to say two more things. Okay. <laughs> first thing is, I did have an acne problem for the first time in my life in my mid 20s. And I started taking Spirolactone. <laughs> Stop. Spirolactone. It's not funny. Like, people who struggle with skincare is that's not why bird's laughing bird's laughing laughing because she's making fun of my routine passionate okay spirulactone was a game changer um talk to your dermatologist about it and also vital proteins collagen i can tell a difference in my skin when i don't take it i drink it every morning but it just increases the collagen in your face and makes you just look younger and brighter and i definitely recommend starting that earlier than later Okay. Okay, cool. I hope you guys are all still listening after this. So Thank you, you for coming to my TED Talk. I hope you haven't um I hope you haven't exiled the episode yet. But thank you, Allie. Two more things I will say. 
to circle back skincare fridge is so awesome oh i love my keeping dad. your products cold we both got them for christmas last year i don't know if y'all have ever heard of the makeup eraser but it's something that i got for christmas last year also it's like a little cloth and it takes all your makeup off with water and it's just insane i don't know how it works like what kind of witchcraft but it's so awesome yeah maybe we should just do a whole yeah obviously we found something we're passionate about we'll do a skincare episode next okay, okay. who did you look up to when you were younger Honestly, what about who you looked up to when you were younger and who you look up to now? I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. I really looked up to Lauren Conrad and Whitney from The Hills. I thought that they like had it all together. I love that show. They worked at Teen Vogue. They were cool. They just worked in fashion. They lived in California and LA. I just thought they had the coolest life. Mm-hmm. So I looked up to them when I was like in middle school and high school. And now I look up to Sarah Blakely and Whitney Wolfherd. Um, Sarah Blakely is the founder of Spanx and Whitney is the founder of Bumble. And I just really admire them and the businesses that they built. So this will probably sound pretty sappy, but I think Allie's who I always looked up to the most when Aww. I was younger. Yeah, because she was my older sister and I learned a lot from you. Thanks so you it. really are – because I feel like – I don't know if it sounds weird, but I don't really look up to a lot of people. Like, I just kind of – Do you? Yeah. And I don't I don't know, like, if that will sound bad, but I think that, like – I don't know. I just, like – I feel like I look up to more people, like, that I, like, interact with on the day-to-day, you know? Yeah. But so, yeah, I would say Allie is someone I've always looked up to. Like, your work ethic always really inspired me. All the things that you did, I always wanted to do them and be just like you. So, Yeah. Allie was probably who I looked up to when I was younger. And also, I could think of two people as well. Now that I just went on that whole thing of saying I don't look up to people. I do. So two people I always looked up to when I was younger, Amber Fillerup Clark was like (laughs) my number one idol. Amber Fillerup Clark is the creator of Barefoot Blonde. She had a blog for a long time. Um, She's an influencer, like one of the OG kind of like influencers. And I always looked up to her. Um, and all the things that she did because that's like what I wanted to do and she was kind of the first person like paved the way of like what influencers do now and also Mary Ralph Lawson I always really looked up to her I remember being in like ninth grade and finding her Instagram and I think she didn't even have like 10,000 followers but I was like this girl posts like such cool things she's not afraid of posting things are kind of off the wall and now she has like a whole company she does daily drills she's really inspirational to me um so yeah those are two people I looked up to and now let me think who do I look up to now I would say I look up to Molly Mae Haig. She so basically I always look up to influencers, but Molly Mae Haig was on Love Island. I'm sure y'all have probably heard of her. Um, she was on Love Island and she was an influencer, but after getting off of Love Island, she built this like insane brand. She has like all these different brands under her name, and she's now the creative director of Pretty Little Thing. So she's just like one of those stories of someone who like started off kind of doing like what I do now and like went on a reality show, but like has built such an empire. So yeah, she's a boss. I love her. Look her up on Instagram. I'm a Hague. Okay. Next question. What is something that helps you set the tone for the week? I feel like my week, the tone is kind of set by like what I have to do. And if I have a really busy week, it can feel more like hectic. and I can get more kind of stressed. So I think instead what I've really been working on lately, it's instead of like setting the tone for a week, I just, go day by day because I'm such a planner and I'll get so lost in like what's to come. I kind of forget to enjoy what's happening right now. So my, mine would be more so how I set the tone for the day. And that would be like my waking up routine, you know, waking up, meditating, 
kind of making my morning like more sacred than just like wake up, scroll on Instagram, scroll on TikTok, go run around crazy. Like I think just being more intentional with my morning always sets a tone to have like a better day. What's um, your morning routine? My morning routine. So it's very different. It's either one or the other. One, I'm waking up, I'm meditating, journaling, praying. And two, I'm waking up on TikTok, on Instagram, and I can tell a huge difference between both. And it's a lot easier to start my day with like the scrolling and like hectic. So it's harder. It, it is harder to start your day with like meditation and being more intentional. But that's kind of a goal of 2022 would just be like starting more mornings in a better way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that my week starts on Sunday night. I'm all for a Sunday fun day, but my weeks are so much better when I take Sunday to kind of just relax, get my life in order so I can start fresh on Monday. You know, Sunday nights I try to take a bath, wash clothes, get my space organized, get my house clean. That just helps set myself up for success for the week. And then I agree with you about morning routines. I take my morning routine very seriously and, you know, it can change. Like some some weeks I'm working out every morning. And then, you know, I always try to start my morning off meditating and having that quiet time for myself, journaling, but, you know, just starting out grounded every day. And then I am really a big fan of doing time blocks. So like during the day, I'll kind of block out my time. So I'll make a list um, of what all I need to do that day and then I'll schedule it. So like from seven to eight, I'm going to work out from eight to nine, I'm going to make breakfast, shower from nine to 10 and so on throughout the day. And like, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it's just a roadmap for the day and the week. So that's, that's really helpful to me. Yeah. Okay. I think we'll end with this question in the spirit of new year's coming up, but what are your new year's resolutions? Do you have any and why are they important to you? I do do new year's resolutions. Like I said, I love a fresh start. So I, I like, setting an intention for anything that I do. And so I think it's really important to do that for the year. I don't know if this is a New Year's resolution for the whole year, but I'm doing Whole30 for the month of January. I've done it before. It's a great reset um, just to get your eating and back in order after the holidays. And I'm really excited. Um, Yeah, so my New Year's resolution is to learn to surf better and skateboard better. So a little different than Allie's, but... (laughs) I really want to leave Hawaii saying that like I mastered surfing and I honestly, quite frankly, am terrible at it. And people, number one thing they'd ask me when I came home was like, oh, like, have you been surfing a lot? And I've honestly had to say no, because I don't. And it gives me a lot of anxiety and it really stresses me out. But I'm really going to try to give it a better shot and give it more energy in January um, when it maybe hopefully it's a little bit more calm. And I want to learn how to skateboard because I think skateboard girls are like so cool. They just skate around town. I think that's a good resolution. Yeah. I, I'm the kind of person I think New Year's resolutions are great, but like it's hard to say that you're going to do something for an entire year. Maybe just do like month resolutions. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm doing Whole30 for a month. Yeah, I'm that's not a doing lot of pressure year. saying like I'm not going to do this for the whole year. Just like take it one month at a time. I think you can set intentions for the year that – I kind of like doing New Year intentions more than resolutions. Yeah. Because an intention, you know, you can always get back on track and you could even make your intention like this year I'm going to, I don't know, be more present with my friends. So like, you know, putting your phone away or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I, I agree. Because I think resolutions are you can be so hard on yourself. Like, oh, I already messed it up. It's January right. 2nd. <laughs> I hate myself. But like, right. I agree. I think either like maybe an intention or like a month by month is more achievable. Yeah, even a monthly intention. I oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, thank you to everyone who submitted their questions. Sorry we didn't get to do a lot of them. I know Allie's skincare took up about half of this. (laughs) But that was really fun, and we really enjoyed doing solo episodes. It's a little more relaxed. And I think gives you a better chance to get to know us a little bit better, you know? Yep. Okay. All right. So ending the episode with the would you rather. This one's great for New Year's. Okay. Let's hear it. Would you rather find true love or win the lottery in the next year? Um, I would rather 100% win the lottery this year. What about you? Well, do you get to find true love eventually? Um, This is just for the next year. Okay. So what vibe are you feeling for the next year? 100% the next year I'd like to win the lottery. I think my true love can wait just a little bit. I feel like I'm not like in the exact point of life where I'm like ready to find my true love yet. You know? I think I am ready to find my true love, but I'm still going to go lottery because I would win the lottery and travel the world for the next year. Yeah, I would win the lottery and travel the world and then find my true love along the way of my like oh, travels. That's, yeah, yeah. I'd find my true love in like Italy or Greece or somewhere. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes, you know, like, okay, this year I really want to get serious and like I think I'm ready to like be in a relationship, whatever. But I'm kind of like in the mood where I just want to like travel and play still. Yeah. Probably lottery. Yeah. That was a good one, though. I like that one. And for our mantra of the week, I'm going to share one with you guys. This one is dedicated to our mom. And I think a good one to get ready to enter the new year. But my mantra for the new year and this week is leave everything and everyone you encounter better than you found them. And that's something that we've always grown up with our mom saying. She always says, like, leave everything better than you found it. And I think kind of when we were younger, we thought, you know, that means like clean your room or leave things like cleaner than you found it. But I think when you look at it deeper, it really is a good point. Yeah. You know, you come in contact with so many people each week. You are in so many different spaces and energies. And when you make a point to leave everything and everyone better than you found them, it really helps you kind of operate a higher vibration. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I don't think it's like fixing everyone that you encounter, but just like making it so that when you leave a room, the vibe is better than before you came in. Yeah. Always be focused on elevating the vibration of the people that you're surrounded by. Like you don't ever want to be the person that brings everyone in the room down. Yeah. And I think that to achieve that, you have to be like you have to be like happy with yourself and you have to be like, mm-hmm. you know, leaving yourself better. Like at the end of the day, make sure that you like did things in the day that makes you feel better yeah. than how you woke up. You know, sometimes you wake up and feel, oh, I'm kind of in a slump or whatever. My hair looks like a mushroom. Yeah, my hair looks like a mushroom. <laughs> Allie just really fucked it up. But, you know, doing things throughout the day that makes you happy. And when you're in a good space, that's when you're able to leave other people better, you know. And what a good compliment that would be if someone said like when oh, you're yeah. when you're around like everything's better. That's the best compliment yeah. I think. Yeah. Way better than a superficial compliment. Agree completely. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to our Ask Us. It's our last episode, episode of 2021. Yes, last episode of 2021. We're really grateful for all the support we've had this year in launching Go Call Your Sister. And I'm really excited to see where it goes in 2022. I can't wait to see what 2022 has in store. And we'll catch you guys in episode 10. Bye. Bye.